0: Welcome to episode 17 of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa, author of Ditching Imposter Syndrome, and today... I want to talk to you about why nearly punching a Buddhist monk was a pivotal point on my imposter syndrome journey and actually kicked off my voyage of discovery to share with you the strategies that I now teach 20 years on. Today's episode of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast is for you if you've ever found yourself stuck on the emotional roller coaster, feeling frustrated with people who talk about their inner still point and calm and desperately wondering how to get your thoughts back under control. You'll find show notes and resources at com forward slash podcast forward slash zero one seven. The Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast is brought to you with love from Claire Yosa. It is bite-sized inspiration for becoming the real you. Practical, science-based, research-backed, with a generous dollop of humor and what we call woo power, engineer approved, of course, if you already know Claire. This is to help you to lead with courage, confidence and passion, having the impact your ideas and dreams deserve with less effort and definitely without the fear as a brilliant first step. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you have hit subscribe so you catch every episode and take Claire's free research-backed quiz style assessment to get your imposter syndrome score and a personalized action plan as her gift so you can start turning things around today. Go to ditchingimpostersyndrome.com forward slash quiz and in the next three minutes you'll get your score, your action plan and be ready to start waving goodbye to imposter syndrome once and for all. So it was over 20 years ago. I was sitting in the doctor's reception and they were running a two-day weekend course on meditation. And my then-husband had suggested it might be an idea for me to go, (laughs) which says a lot, yeah? my imposter syndrome journey That healing journey, that helping journey started in earnest once I realized that the myriad of resources at my fingertips due to being a certified NLP trainer were not enough to deal with it, let alone being a practitioner or a master practitioner. And that light bulb happened the day I nearly punched a Buddhist monk. So in today's episode, we're going to look at the little-known reason why we stay stuck in a particular emotion for hours, days, weeks, or even months. The real reason why life can feel so tough at times, and how to take back control of your self-talk, even if it feels completely random. All of this stemmed from that one day, and I'm hoping today's episode will be a pivotal point for the next stage of your imposter syndrome journey. So there I was. In the doctor's reception, being told by a former retired Buddhist monk to shut my mind up, to make it go quiet, to reach my inner still point, to connect with my joy. You can hear the emotions it was bringing up for me. (laughs) I'd been working in a very high pressure environment. I was used to running on adrenaline. I look back and I can now see that my body will have been addicted to the adrenaline and the cortisol. Stress, firefighting and conflict were my daily bread and butter. And then at one point, this Buddhist monk said the thing that made me, <laughs> a well-known pacifist, want to get my fists out and just bop him on the nose, okay? He told me, any thought left to its own devices will pass on through in 60 seconds. And then he went that layer deeper. Any emotion left to its own devices will pass on through in under 60 seconds. Now I had left an engineering career that I loved in part due to me too, which is a whole different story and in part because it was changing who i was i was becoming that firefighter i was becoming that person who could handle 24 7 conflict running on adrenaline fueled by caffeine and i didn't like who it was making me be and i was pretty used to feeling those stress hormones and that stress emotion and frustration and irritation even anger for hours at a time yeah that adrenaline rush And it wasn't just hours, it could go for days, it could go for weeks, it felt like months, it felt like I was stuck in this groove on a record player of stress and conflict. So when this monk said, hey, you only need to feel that emotion for 60 seconds, I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean, 60 seconds? I can do it for weeks, I can do it for years. I took a deep breath sat on my hands and pointed that out to him. Now, (laughs) he was a lovely guy, wasn't necessarily the best meditation teacher because he basically told me it was all my fault and I just needed to do what he said and it would be fine. But I also understood that it had taken him a decade to get to that point. And patience was one of the things that I used to get sent on training courses by my old boss to be able to cultivate. Didn't work. (laughs) But what I did realise maybe not in that moment, but certainly by the end of that weekend, is despite all of the tools I had and all the studying I'd done, I still had emotions from the past that were stuck, affecting my present and choosing my future. I also realised something really important that was like a real slap in the face. Pretty much all of the pain I was experiencing, the emotional pain, was down to the stories I was telling myself most of it wasn't real. Ouch, <laughs> yeah. I lived and breathed that pain. I told people stories about that pain. I complained to myself about that pain. My long suffering husband heard about that pain, the stress, the frustration, the conflict in my work. I didn't realize the impact that was having on my emotional well-being. So all of this set me off on a mission. I ended up studying with another teacher to become a certified meditation teacher, but that took years, three years of study and practice. And I knew that most people wouldn't have that level of patience to be able to learn how to tame their thoughts and get off the emotional roller coaster. I studied the neuroscience of peak performance and the link between the thoughts and the body and the emotions. I studied physiology as I became a yoga teacher to be able to calm everything in my nervous system, to be able to get in flow. I applied my strategies from having been a Six Sigma mechanical engineer to create and refine processes that actually work. And I discovered there's so much more to getting off the emotional roller coaster than just mindset. And I want to share with you today some of the things I discovered so you can hopefully apply them for yourself too. So why do we get stuck in a particular emotion for days, weeks, months, or even years? It's because we're feeding the story that supports it. And I just want to briefly interrupt this episode to let you know if you're finding this useful, make sure you're inside the Imposter Syndrome Hacks app. The March 2024 topic we're doing as our monthly hack is escaping the stress cycle. It's all about how to feel like you've got a magic wand to press pause on stress and negative self-talk in under 60 seconds. And the April 2024 monthly hack theme is what I call my 60 second courage creator. How to get past the flinch factor without risking burnout or pushing on through the fear. To get these, if you're already a Courage Club member, just pop into your Imposter Syndrome Hacks app, click on the courses tab, and you will see the monthly hacks training. If you're new to that app, then go to impostersyndromehacks.com and you can get a 30-day free trial and a special reduced rate as a founder member. Just go to impostersyndromehacks.com, register, and you can be starting with this month's hack for imposter syndrome, preventing burnout, shrinking your stress levels, and cranking up your confidence in the next five minutes. When we look at the stress cycle, which I cover in quite a lot of detail in Ditching Imposter Syndrome, if you've got the book, then the thoughts we think trigger biochemical reactions in the body. This runs at a completely autonomic, automatic level. We don't have conscious control over that. Those biochemical reactions create our experience of emotions that feed more thoughts. And that cycle goes round and round as we crank up the dial until suddenly our inner drama king or inner drama queen has really kicked off. So, this gets us on the emotional roller coaster. A tiny thought. There are neuroscience reasons that are, for another episode, a tiny thought can cascade into a whole mind story drama, as I call it. And it's that mind story drama, the stories we are telling ourselves that fire off those biochemical reactions and the emotions in the body. The body cannot tell the difference between something that's actually happening and a story that we're telling ourselves about it. It just responds in that way, whether it's real, whether it's imaginary. So this gets us on the emotional roller coaster. We get stuck on it because the body gets addicted to those biochemical reactions. So for example, if it's stress, adrenaline, and cortisol, we're like, "Bring me more <laughs> yeah. And it encourages the mind to feed more stories. So the simplest reason why we get stuck in emotional pain is because we're feeding the mind story drama that creates that pain. That was a really tough lesson for me. Fast forward a few years from that Buddhist monk, and I really needed to walk my talk on that. Yeah, I ended up as a single mother with two children, one aged three, one aged six weeks, wasn't what I'd planned. The emotional trauma of that was quite extreme. And I had a real light bulb moment is, this is hurting so much because of the stories I'm telling myself. It doesn't mean that there's no emotional impact of life, but what it did mean is I could choose which stories to feed. And that's what I decided to learn. I also discovered that there was a trio Very often for those stories, I was trying to bounce back, gritted teeth, push on through, determine, being resilient despite everything that was going on around me. That's something these days, having researched the topic extensively and worked with clients on resilience, I call toxic resilience. That is the pretending resilience. What I teach now is natural resilience, how not to be knocked and phased as much by what goes on around us so we can stay in flow instead of feeling like we've got to fight life. So the real reason why things can feel so tough is because of the stories we're telling ourselves. And the biggest mistake most of us are making when we try to deal with it is to push that away. That leads to the toxic resilience, to ignore the emotions, to pretend they're not there, to push on through the fear, the worry, the anxiety, instead of actually dealing with it and clearing it. And what's the impact for all of this on imposter syndrome? Well, we've trained our brain's neural pathways and our body cells to need that hit of those various biochemical reactions for our set point emotions. And a tiny throwaway comment from a colleague can suddenly cascade through our thought habits into becoming a whole round of self-judgment and the fear of being found out as a fraud. And the brilliant news is that there is something we can do about this. These thoughts, yeah, these wandering around our heads thoughts don't come from nowhere. They're pre-programmed by our thought habits and we can pause them. When we pause those thoughts, we pause the biochemical reactions in the body. We pause the emotions and that gap gives us the chance to choose to feed a different thought. So my ABC process, which you'll find in ditching imposter syndrome or on my inner critic bootcamp course, teaches you exactly how to do this in 60 second chunks. And the key is not to do the sort of the flip-flop of trying to paste positive thinking on top of negative thinking because the body's primed to think those negative thoughts when they're running. And If we suddenly try and plaster the positive ones on top, it's going to just say no. <laughs> You're going to set up an inner conflict. The key when you want to start turning this around and really consciously creating that gap where you can choose is to go through neutral. It's like changing gear in a car. You can't go from first gear to third gear without going through neutral and that's good because otherwise if you tried, you'd end up with a very expensive repair bill. So by going through neutral, what you're doing is creating that gap. You are allowing the body to stand down on the fight, flight, freeze response. You are calming those negative emotions and then you can consciously choose to think a thought or feed a story that lifts your spirits And the key to this is to practice it little and often, yeah? It's not a once and done. We're trying to reprogram potentially decades of wiring in your brain, but actually you can create incredible results in just a couple of weeks of practicing this three or four times a day. And that really isn't a huge amount of effort to ask ourselves to put in to be able to start that journey of turning our inner critic into a genuine cheerleader So if you want the step-by-step how-to for this and you want me to guide you through the process that I've created after all those years of studying and experimenting and getting it wrong and then getting it right and refining the process, it's there for you in the book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, and you can join me on my Inner Critic Bootcamp Program. And if you want to learn how to support others in your organization with this, you can even become an imposter syndrome first aider and you'll be able to learn how to teach these techniques to other people on a one-to-one basis to help them transform their lives too. But you get to do it for yourself first, which is kind of (laughs) handy. And next week, I want to build on what I've talked about today. I want to talk about the two types of fear and why one of them is trashing your confidence and what you can do about it. So I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you have loved today's episode of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast. If you are serious about setting yourself free from the fear of feeling like a fraud and being found out once and for all, I would love to share the Ditching Imposter Syndrome Transformation Toolkit with you. It's based on the audiobook, but with so much more, and it helps you to make that vital difference between information and implementation, fast-tracking your breakthroughs, so you get low effort, high-impact change. Find out more and get started today at ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash toolkit.